How is it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. We are finally on to season two of the original run of the House of Horror. And this episode is actually a House of Horror edition of Two Nerds, a podcast coming to you from October 5th, 2019. This was our review of It Chapter 2. We recorded this right after we saw it in theaters. And yeah, it was a great conversation between me and the boys. And as always, I'm going to keep this intro short and just get right to the conversation. I just want to remind you guys, if you haven't subscribed to the show already on whatever podcast service you're listening to this on, make sure you do that and it's always helpful if you would leave me a rating and review and of course if you guys aren't subscribed to my youtube channel yet you got to make sure you go ahead and do that because in october i'm going to be having a lot of awesome videos that are coming out for you guys but yeah i've babbled enough so let's just go ahead and get on with the show so as always take care you guys and stay spooky We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a special presentation of Two Nerds, a podcast. Your home for everything movies, movie, music, video games, and everything in between. With your hosts, Buddy the Bruiser and Dynamite, Jared Latchy. How is it going, everyone? Welcome back to the new episodes of Two Nerds of Podcast. We've been off for, I don't know, like six months or some shit. Either way, I'm Bobby the Bruiser! And who is this to my uh, right here? Chomping so mesmerizingly to watermelon. It's a man you may have seen before. It's really building up the anticipation here. Dynamite Jared. And we have a special guest on the show today, one of our few recurring characters to the show, Midnight Miles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, I'm here, I'm, I'm hanging out, welcome to a new year, I don't know what year it is, I don't know if you guys did, <laughs> I don't know if you guys did podcasts this year or not, um, but here we are, 2019. Did we do any podcasts this year? I think our last one was in May, it was, the last one was the review of Godzilla. Oh, well, you better send me that so I can listen. Pretend I heard it. But anyways, welcome wow. wow. It's been a wow. summer. Hey, you know, whatever. Didn't That's a Middle State album. You didn't? Oh, it, a, it is. Actually, well, is, it it. Na- is it named after the newfound glory? It, it Actually, it? It, it was. I didn't really like the name of that album or that name of that EP. Was that Nick's idea to name it that? Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Well, Nick, you're getting called out right here. Sorry, I know Nick. you don't fucking listen Sorry. to this. Sorry, Nick. That's why we feel safe calling you out. Um... But I did like the idea for our most recent band that he had that um, since we couldn't be the name Gloom anymore, he wanted to release our EP or whatever as In Gloom or just name it Gloom. Why couldn't you be called Gloom anymore? Because there was another band that did an entire album of Built to Spill covers called Ah, Gloom. I see. They call you out on Facebook or something? No, no. I mean, we never got to, we played like two shows that didn't even have like full lyrics to our songs, like a lot of mushmouth things. Just going, yeah, yeah. I did nah, a lot of yeah. Whoa, we played more than two shows, but I think that's a topic for another day. Yeah. So yeah, this might end up with me and Miles fucking trying to choke each other out. Yeah. If we keep talking me, about me being this. mad that we're fucking you're reusing a couple of our songs. Mm. Mm. My, my, I'm seriously crying on the inside. Anyways, let's keep going. <laughs> songs that I wrote the guitar parts for, so I'm using my guitar parts. <sighs> Drums, though. My bad. The, drum, the drums, <laughs> the drums are, are an integral piece. We the drums have changed. We changed the drums. Not every song. Just keep going. I'm going to stop. I'm crying. I, I'll, 
I've almost cried already during his podcast as many times as I cried during it chapter two. I was going to say, you did cry during the film quite a few times. At least five times. I'll put it out there. Disclaimer. We just got done seeing it chapter two. That's that's the big selling point of this podcast uh, that uh, all one of the listeners will click on this video because it'll say it chapter two review right it should should say something to that effect okay and it'll say two nerds a podcast in whatever episode we're on it chapter two review sure all right of course cool and pennywise will be in the thumbnail somewhere yes all right so So we have just gotten back from seeing the film it's been a couple hours ago been been a couple hours we got a little sidetracked but that's how it goes um when we start recording things um, Miles, how's that Stella Artois sponsorship coming, by fuck, the way, before right. we get in there? I was going to say... Throw an ad, uh, ad you know, it's break been about it. It's been, what, almost a year since I've been on last? Uh, I've reached out to Brad Pitt numerous times. I get that he's busy, you know. He lost... <laughs> he's, he's got a new film coming out. I yeah, but he's probably really depressed that, you know, he lost World War Z 2. You know, they him and David Fincher, that would have been fucking incredible, but... They didn't want to give them $200 million. <laughs> Even though they already apparently paid for like eight countries for uh, filming locations. But uh, So Brad Pitt's a little mad. He actually, his his guarantee, he wanted $200 million. No, that was what the budget for the film was going to be. Oh, okay. Uh, so the studio didn't want to put that budget Didn't want to put that. Okay. But it's actually a really sad story. I don't need to go too deep into it. Yeah, but you might cry again. His best friend at the studio that actually got him World War Z originally died they passed away last minute jesus so he lost like his main confidant at the studio and so things were up in the air and then kind of like when ted turner lost power sort of this is a great wcw reference (laughs) (laughs) you know brad pitt's eric bischoff this guy that's you know that he's basically ted turner so yeah great but uh so Brad hasn't been returning my phone calls. He made a great film and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, top three of the year minimum. But uh, him Probably and my uh, number one right yeah, now. Yeah, what did you see that was better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh no, I, I'm just you know, you're just keeping the year's, not, the year's keep, not over yet. Yeah, He's keeping it open. But, but it, but yeah, it's it was it was a great film. Uh, Can we get out of the way though? Like right now, the spoiler alert: that it chapter two is not better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not. I'll I'll put it. I, we'll talk about it later. Keep going. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make many comparisons. Someone, they're very similar films. There's a lot of abs in both. I there mean, we, we get solid ab shots in both. That's so. true. That's Honestly, true. Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, cameo in It Chapter 2, you know, and just <laughs> fucking flawless, you know. All right. And Bill Skarsgård, is he German? I don't know. His whole family is a famous acting family, so just a side note. Highly regarded. Anyways, Brad Pitt's not returning the calls. No sponsorship. No sponsorship. I'm drinking uh, beer from New England, actually, and, you know, It Chapter 2 is in New England, so I'm just reaching right now. I'm <laughs> reaching. You know? reaching are, you, are you reaching for a sponsorship for this beer that you're drinking? Uh, I've had a lot of Two Roads beer recently because I tend to buy beer where I buy where I work. Two roads, if you're listening, if you, uh, they're in Connecticut, right? Let me just verify. Connecticut. If you, you know, if you guys would Stanford? like to sponsor, no, not Stanford, <laughs> not by the Titan Towers, even though WWE's moving. Um, you know, two roads. If you'd like to send me a case of beer, I'll, you know, DM you my address. 
Stella, Brad Pitt, if you'd like to still send me a beer or an autograph or maybe like I don't know, an autograph. A walk on a walk on <laughs> in your next film. You know, or we could just get drunk together. Brad. You could do effects on the next film. It's true. I'll do a couple bruises on Brad, and we can go out to the bar after. And <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, I'm having. Wet. I think you just want to touch Brad Pitt. I kind of, I'm point. having some, you know, some just childhood wet dream fantasies. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? I mean, that's not, I, I, I'd and, touch Brad Pitt. I mean, who wouldn't touch Brad Pitt? Anyways, respectfully, of course, with his consent. Yeah, I mean, we, consent. We, we we live in a terrifying consent. age yeah. these days. Uh, Brad, you better. I'm gonna record a video of you. You better let me know if I can touch you. It's on video. <laughs> <laughs> I want the public like announcement, the public verbal contract that this man can lay his hands on me. Yeah. Speaking of not being able to lay your hands on people, I know this is like a sidebar, but did you guys see those pics of uh, Keanu Reeves? And like all the pictures he takes with fans, and he'll put his arm like around like, like, them, like, but does not but like touch. does not touch them at all. I haven't all. seen that at all. No, yeah. that's so funny. The like everybody's like, oh my god, he's being so respectful and everything. I was like, I think he's just being like painfully like painfully like critical of like today's time where like you can't even fucking like put your hands around somebody to take a picture. Maybe he's training for the Matrix Four. Like he's just like. It's confirmed, <laughs> right? It's like, confirmed. It's confirmed. It, it, it confirmed. Yeah, like maybe yeah. he's just like this, like hovering. Like he's like, like you know, just getting his body ready. Right. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe count Reese. If he was doing, nasty. if he was training for that, though, I would expect him to just be walking, like this the entire time, <laughs> like in that, like in the fucking uh, limbo shape Can that he does in the first, in the first one. No, we can't cut back. Real talk, though. Can you imagine how good of friends Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves are by now? Do you think that Lawrence Fishburne got his role in John Wick 2? And probably 3. I haven't seen 3 yet. but I haven't uh, seen 3 yet. Um, just based on Keanu Reeves saying, like, we need to get this motherfucker in here. <laughs> yeah. That's my boy. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine them walking up on set first day, like any film, like just like, Fucking like sunglasses, high fives. You like, hear that connection? That's like, the yeah. connection on their dap. <laughs> Can you imagine them? I hope, honestly, on Matrix 4, they're just like watching dailies together and they're just honestly smoking like fucking blunts. And they're both, wearing, <laughs> they're both wearing sunglasses and they're like, it doesn't even matter if it's good. They're just like, you know, like, oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good, dog. That's real good. <laughs> like, just, just hanging out, you know? I mean, that's I feel like that's what they've... They're more... Bill and Ted than Bill and Ted are. Ooh, yeah. When's yeah. that movie coming out? Bill and Ted three. Probably uh, like next next year or the year after. Depends. I'd imagine. What's the shooting schedule between Matrix four and that? I mean, it, it, I'm I mean, assuming Bill and Ted's wrapped already because they announced it forever. Oh, didn't they release a couple stills of them like running together? Or something? I think didn't so. I yeah. See that? I, I think they. Been, I, I think they wrapped production, but okay. I don't know when. I might have been drunk when I thought I saw. It's like it's like I, I'm like oh I thought I saw like a Bill and Ted still, but it might have just been me. You you might have. It's that's such a random like franchise to like bring back. Like I know Keanu Reeves got hot again. I mean, yeah, he has but, a like, resurgence. But so, like I mean, he had a resurgence, but it's like what are they gonna do? Babes in Toyland too? Like I mean, no. But Matrix do, Four, Matrix Four was like the go-to one, which is happening now. They're definitely gonna do Point Fucking Break with a fucking Patrick Swayze 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 CGI character a hologram. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be great. Doesn't uh, he? Sh- doesn't he die at the end of Point Break? Yeah, he dies. It, they'll find it's, any way. To it's ambiguous. I mean, I guess it is kind of ambiguous because he dies in a, in a, in a. He apparently dies in a surfing accident. Mm. Yeah, where so. he lets him surf that like insane storm. 
because like he traveled to like whatever place they were at just to surf it. That's why Keanu Reeves nowhere to find him because yeah. that storm was hitting there. And he's like, I knew you'd be here or whatever. They, <laughs> he has him in cuffs. He's got him dead to rights, and he's like, Come on, man, just let me just let me surf it, dude. Like that's all I want. That's all I need. Like then you can do whatever. And so he's like, basically like whatever. You're gonna die anyway. <laughs> so just like lets him go out there, and it's like. Patrick Swayze's stunt double on the wave just like <laughs> totally just biffs it and gets swallowed by a fucking gigantic tsunami wave yeah, or whatever while Keanu Reeves just like walks away as like all the police back up like run up like on him and I think he like throws his badge in the water but they could do a point break too where Keanu Reeves fucking goes after like another surfer gang I never saw the remake not that I, There's a remake of Point there Break. There is a remake. Yeah, yeah, I never like, saw it, but I heard actually some people said it was like enter, it was like entertaining. I don't know. I didn't. Why I would you remake Point Break? What? Like, what's the point of remaking Point Break? I don't know. They'll remake anything. Yeah. But what's the point? Are you really good, like in a in a crime thriller like that where it's like requiring like minimal special effects? You know what I mean? Like, what's the fucking point of remaking it? It's just. Because any, I understand. I understand. I understand remaking something like a, you know, and and they'll never do this. Ironically enough, you know what I mean. They'll never remake fucking Star Wars. You know what I mean. They'll just keep pumping out sequels. I mean, yeah, they sort of did. I mean, (laughs) but it wasn't like it wasn't a fucking. It wasn't Star Wars: A New Hope. No. Well, 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 it basically was, but I I mean, it was different. It wasn't titled Star Wars: A New Hope. I know, right? Like. But, like, that's a movie, and I'm not saying this should ever be done, but that's a movie where it's like, okay, our special effects have come a long way. We could remake this with better special effects, in theory, and make a better film, right? Yeah, but I see. Obviously, they would fail, as they've done with basically everything that they've tried to do that with, save for a couple of examples. But, like, a movie like Point Break, like, okay, like, and they probably will remake this. I, I bet you it's already in talks, and I just haven't heard it yet. But, like... Remaking The Godfather. Don't touch it. Why the fuck (laughs) would you do that? But guess what? It's basically like kind of like the same concept because like what needs to be remade in The Godfather? Absolutely fucking nothing. What needs to be remade in Point Break? Not that it's like a fucking as highly revered as of a masterpiece as The Godfather (laughs) is. But what could you do better in Point Break? I think you got the point across the first time. It's not a movie that's aged particularly badly or anything based on technology or things that are around. It's just money. It's not like yeah, it's just name value. But I don't even know if Point Break has that much of... It doesn't have that much name value. Yeah. It's like a cult hit. It, was it, how, how did that do? I'm assuming it's a summer movie. I don't really... I remember I was working at the theater at the time. And no one fucking came. No, I mean the original point. Oh, the original point. How did that do? I don't know. I'm sure. I I feel like that was one of those things that would have done really well on like video. Like Blockbuster probably made a fuck ton of money on that. I'm dead serious. Like no, I I know that it did well on video because it's a it's a popular movie. It's like I would call it a cult movie. Right. Well, a lot of those cult things. Like that's the thing that made the video stores like a zillion dollars. Like all the Evil Dead's, a lot of like the stuff like that. Like. And I may be wrong. I mean, we may look up Point Break, like, box office that did, like, fucking, like... Insane. Two, it, 200 million or something it stupid, you know what I mean? Like, well enough, because Patrick Swayze was at, the, like, the peak of his, like, popularity. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like, end of 80s, like, Patrick Swayze was just, like, 
a god and then kind of like fell off. Not fell off, but you know what I mean. Like it was 80s right, yeah, yeah. decade. Like I was actually there. talking about Patrick Swayze earlier um, with uh, my friend Morgan because I was uh, talking about I got I got um, three messages in a row from someone, and so I alluded to my theory in kung fu movies about. If someone lands three flush roundhouse kicks to someone's head in a row, that means the fight is over. And that's how, like, I came up with this theory based on watching kung fu movies where, like, a lot of fights end shortly after the MC throws three, like, like, three flush roundhouse kicks in a row connect to the guy's head and then maybe he'll throw the additional roundhouse kick or maybe that one will knock him out or you know he'll land a throw or something but when that happens the end is near okay like it's the fight is basically over and then I asked is there a scene in in Roadhouse where Patrick Swayze lands three flush roundhouse kicks in a row on one of the antagonists Morgan did not know even though I thought she was a hell of a Patrick Swayze fan but Miles you may recall I don't know if he lands three. I was just going to say that I'm itching to talk about it chapter two. All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, said, I, I, I like, I like the sidebars. Segue. I thought yeah. we were having a good, I thought we were yeah. having a good conversation we were, on just but random I have movies. so much to say about it. Well, you are our guest on the show today, so we'll let you have the I'll floor first. I'll let you win. Oh, yeah, you okay. can have the okay. floor first. Okay. All right. All right. Um, it chapter two, uh, start. It gripped me a lot more than the first film. Um, I'll say off the off the bat, I was gonna rewatch it chapter one before. Um, they were actually, having they were having a showing at the drive-in tonight. I think it starts right the now. Dri- yeah, the, yeah, the drive-in like fifteen minutes from here is doing uh, all weekend one and two back to back. It chapter one was it was good, but. I felt like it was incomplete to me. There were a lot of scenes that were edited strange. I felt like the storytelling, I felt like they were rushing to get to certain points. Um, I don't know if I'd feel that way if I watched it again, but uh, I struggled to get through the end of it where it chapter two initially, and I'm going to see it again, I felt very gripped. I felt very... I needed to see one to get to two, for sure. Like... There are in this film a lot of the childhood flashbacks, a lot of things that it definitely helped me seeing the first one. But for me personally, you know, two was a much better film, much better pace, much better edited, storytelling, acting. I mean, it's just superb on every, honestly, every level to me personally. I think the main thing with this one that I think gives it the edge over the first one to me is the first one sort of had like an identity crisis kind of thing in my opinion where it didn't really know what it wanted to be I mean it has the horror it has the comedy it has like the drama elements to it but this one sort of put them all together and they meshed better like the first one you'd have like a super serious scene and then all of a sudden it's a slow motion close-up of someone's face going like fuck you and like a stone fight but this one like even though there's different elements to it I felt that like Overall, tonally, it was still like a coherent, very thing. cohesive, very cohesive piece of work. It again, yeah, you nailed it with the the tonal, like much better. You know, the flow is much better all across the board. I disagree. Um, I'm so happy that I disagree too, because I can finally have a fucking interesting debate on this 
on this okay. podcast. Because me and Jared always agree on everything. I think but, from a, I think from a storytelling standpoint, this was fucking like like without a doubt inferior to the first movie. Mm. I could say like maybe like edited better and all that shit. Like I could definitely see that, though that's not really something that I usually pay attention to. And I think that you guys are giving this movie a pass on not knowing what it wanted to be. When fucking what's his nuts fucking came in there and stabbed the fucking guy in the face, right? And then he stabs him in the chest and it's like fucking super serious and then Without even fucking like changing camera angles, he says, fucking, he's got a fucking hole in his mouth. And he says, hey, cut your mullet. It's been 27 years. Or, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. And then he's still cracking jokes as he fucking leaves. He's like still making like wisecracks about all of it. Well, the jokes aren't, the jokes I felt still and that were guy in ended tone. up being, and that guy ended up being a fucking pussy 10 minutes later, even though he like went hard like it, just then. His character was probably the most uneven character in the entire film even side characters Eddie, aside by the way it's Eddie yeah the one that looked like discount I just, Bale. I just yeah. can't remember um, the bully's name it was um, like Eddie Bauer Bowers yeah, Bauer. Bowers, Bowers was, yeah. yeah but yeah his was probably he probably had the most inconsistent character which that scene's definitely most inconsistent of the film for sure uh but okay. Look. I mean, I like I liked it because I like mixing horror and comedy. But that was a moment in the theater that I was legitimately just like, man, like I kind of just got mixed vibes from the scene. That I like literally thought to myself, like, does this movie really know what it wants to be? Like, it. I don't know. It, I I still felt that like even when, say, even okay, when there were jokes, I'll, it was still in the same vein. I'll give I'll give this um um. In a positive light, I think that this movie handled its suspense and like scary, like horror, like scenes better than the first one. Like, there's better like jump scares definitely in this one. Yeah, like, I'd whereas agree. the jump scares in the first one were like practically non-existent. And I know that jump scares are like cliche and probably not something, but you know what, like. I you think I think that I think that they're important, especially to like scare like a casual viewer and everything. And modern and they audience, st- and they know? still get me on the edge of my seat. And maybe when the scare actually happens, it doesn't like get me. But when it's building up to it, you know what I mean. Like I still you kind feel of, the tension. I still feel yeah. the tension. And in this, they did a great job of that. In this, the the little uh, little girl with her, you know her. Uh, parent who wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> just being honest, she left, and there was that like that was probably the best slow burn suspense in it, where it was like a train wreck way that was waiting like, to happen. We all we all knew that girl something, whether it was off screen, whether it was on screen, yeah. something was going to happen to her, and they you know kind of like bait and switch pulled a little bit on us, and I didn't think yeah. they were going to show what they showed. And they went, you know, all in on that on that little girl, and it was definitely I like that. It's kind of like um, they did that again later with the little boy when he was just smacking his head on the glass, and he stopped for like there's, about five, sec- there's, <laughs> five, there's, yeah. five seconds, five seconds, and then basically did the same there's thing definitely again. Some, uh, I have some other thoughts on this later, but there's definitely a good arc with the kids in this as well, whether it be a reflection of the adults as their children, because they're thinking back on their youth, or the actual couple kids that are, you know, spotlighted in this, there's definitely a good uh, reflection of loss of innocence, or 
something taking advantage of innocence. I mean, there's definitely, right. you know, uh, and it's, it gripped me for sure. I just like, I think the big thing for me, cause from a storyline perspective, right. And I think this even applies to the book and definitely applies to the first movie, the, the nineties miniseries or right. whatever it was, okay. yeah. is that the first half of the story is just better, like, when they're kids. And I think that's because it just has all the coming-of-age elements in it and everything, which I'm I'm a huge fucking sucker for. And I didn't think that I was alone in that because I know that it was a criticism of the first movie is that the second half sucks. And I'm not yeah. saying the second... I think they definitely did the second half way fucking better this time around. Oh, yeah, this is way better than the miniseries, for and sure. Like, and, again, my uh, comparison to the miniseries, just like the first one, is, like, this is way fucking better... But, again... You enjoy the kid's storyline better than... No, no, the fucking um, Pennywise is just better in the... Oh, well, yeah. Fucking um, the 90s. Tim Curry yeah. is just better at, at that. He's just creepier. Um, but that's just... I mean, I knew that basically going in just based on the first movie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I should get into this right now, but I want to say it before I forget... Was this movie being really self-aware when it kept on referring to uh, Bill's endings and how they always suck? Because the ending, the climax of this movie fucking sucked. Uh, well, it fucking <laughs> sucked, and it can't be defended. It was well, terrible. Well, it sucked. Awful. It sucked in the miniseries. I have not read the book. Does the book ending suck? You're the book. Are you? No, you I, said know, you, I know. You, I know. I normally I've read uh, a fair amount of Stephen King. I'm usually a big book guy. Uh, I actually haven't read this because I knew how. We talked about this a little bit earlier. There's some um, themes and some elements in this that I knew was going to bother me in the uh, initial novel, and I've put it off for years. Uh, stuff that they haven't ever registered in any of the films uh, or miniseries, you know, whatever way you want to watch it. Um, I definitely think... Okay, so we're just going to spoil... You know, we're, get, we're already spoiling. It's spoil... This they killed spoil. Pennywise by insulting him. But, okay, but... Stephen, it was trash! No, listen, Stephen King is in this. I felt like it is very self-aware. Stephen King, you know... Stephen King has been criticized by not having necessarily the most positive endings to a lot of his books. Um, I felt like it was him finally being able to poke a joke in himself and how he wants to write. You know, a lot of writers do that in like film adaptations or things like that. Right. So it was him being able to kind of be like, ha ha, you know, struggling. So maybe that joke was, but like it just came off to me as ironic that at the end, like the fucking climax of this movie just sucked. It was making the audience aware of the fact that don't hype yourself too much up for this ending. As I was watching them fucking just like back him down and just basically, you're a fucking clown. You're a fucking clown. First off, weakest insults in the game too that we're fucking tearing this guy down. Like, I could understand We're skipping a lot of parts of the film though before we get to that. I know that we're doing that, but... But it's not even something that was really, like, foreshadowed. Like, hey, if we talk shit on this guy, he's going to fucking crumple up into a little fucking baby, and then we'll crush his heart. You know what I mean? Like, Wow, Jared, wait a... Spoiler! Well, we already said spoiler alert. I know. And, uh, like, I was just... As it was happening, I was, like, cringing in the theater. I was just like, this sucks. And, like, the ending to the first movie, like, wasn't, like perfect or great or anything and i thought probably that was the weakest part of the first movie the miniseries or part one and the and it chapter one one. right but when they were fucking surrounding him and basically jumping him in that first movie 
that was awesome and way fucking better than this. When they, like, I don't know, did they have, like, baseball bats and shit? Like, he, they had, like, a circle around him, and they were just fucking, like, they jumped him. They fucking, like, gang jumped him in, in the first movie, and that's how they beat him, which was, like, way fucking harder. And I understand that since he didn't die, you had to do something different. Yeah. But, like, that was weak. The way they did it in this was fucking weak. I'm sorry. And again, I don't even know the actual ending to the book, so I don't know if that's I was just reading it, and so. it was all something about, like, somebody stayed behind and crushed some eggs and, you know, like, some, like, larva and shit, like, something. I don't fucking know. Somebody went comatose, and then and Eddie still died of blood loss. They couldn't drag him out of there. Yeah. Everything, but um, I didn't see how they actually killed Pennywise. Yeah. I'll even say that in the miniseries, the way they killed Pennywise was better than this. Even though that fucking sucked, and it's like notoriously bad ending. The stop motion spider. It, I'm surprised they kept the whole spider thing in this. Uh, an ode, for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he does turn into a spider at the end of the fucking, at the book, and I think that's why they keep doing it. Well, yeah, but... But, like, I think that it was, the spider thing was handled way the fuck better in this. Yeah. And the fact that he was still... Not like, just a stop-motion spider with He no was, like, still half-clown. With, with no character at they all. They even hinted at it during, um, you know, the whole hallucination, you know, when they, you know, the, the root oil or whatever. Like, his initial character to the Native Americans. Again, we're going a little off-topic, but just bear with us. But he was always eight-legged. Did you notice that? Like, in the... Yeah, in the flashbacks. In, in the yeah. flashbacks, yeah. Like, he was always... A multi-legged right. creature, you know, so they kind of were able to tie that in without being too hokey, you know. I mean, I'm, and, he I'm, did, I'm glad and he did the thing with the the one dude's head like turned into a spider mm-hmm. and everything. They foreshadowed it with the with the wigs in the in their hideout or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, don't want to get spiders in your hair. Mm-hmm. And right. Fucking uh, Richie was like, oh, I'm not fucking scared of spiders or whatever. And right, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, because they went a little bit more into, like, the mythology of it than they did in the miniseries. Right. And mm-hmm. I was glad that they didn't bring the whole turtle god into this. You, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking. We talked yeah. about this. Well, yeah. And, um, I mean, that's a thing in the books. And that's a thing in, like, Stephen King's kind of, like, extended universe that he has is, like, the fucking turtle god and all that shit. But, um, I'm glad that it's not, like, a Stephen King extended universe thing kind of movie contained and I think that but I've always thought that the kind of like oh it's basically from like another planet and all that shit is like I've always thought that that made it less scary yeah you know what I mean but I thought you know and I mean I guess you have to do certain things like that in a book you have to explain certain things probably but to me like I'm just a big fan of like the less you know usually is is better if it's just like this fucking creepy clown that can shapeshift and do all these things and preys on fear and eats children and everything and you don't really know where the fuck he's from how he can do these things that to me is is scarier but yeah i mean can we talk about uh no a lot of the uh modern horror pop culture references in the film because did you this isn't a horror pop culture reference but did you guys notice there was like a tv in, like, the background of the Insane Asylum, it was, like, a Tom and Jerry cat cartoon where Tom was, like, pulling Jerry into the sewer. Did you guys... I know, I didn't did, did see, oh, see that. Oh, I missed that. Wow, oh, I missed that. Damn, actually. good wow. eye, buddy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was good. 
but yeah, I, I mean, I saw the the Nightmare on Elm Street posters and then a lot there was of the Lost, Elm Street Lost, Lost Boys poster. Um, I I had a lot of uh, flashbacks to different films though that I thought like maybe the director was you know doing an from. homage from. Uh, obviously, there was the Shining one. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was, was so blatant. You know, yeah, obviously. that was. I laughed. We all. Johnny. I think we all laughed. Yeah, when it here's Johnny was super blatant. Um, I'd like to. They should have just got Jack Nicholson to come in and do that one. Just spot. the one line, the one spot out yeah. of retirement. Yeah. I, I'd like to think a lot of the blood. Is he retired? Last I knew, he was retired. Yeah, I, mean, I think he retired because he can't remember lines anymore. Honestly, that's what he said. He's like really struggling to remember lines. Um. I'd like to think a lot of the blood shooting and things like that, um, especially because this new line in Warner Brothers, probably some odes to Nightmare on Elm Street. There was Nightmare on Elm Street posters on the marquee, other things like definitely on Nightmare. You know, director's right. obviously a huge Nightmare on Elm Street franchise fan. Who isn't? Um, true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Nightmare on Elm Street 5, but I guess that's the one that would have been out at the time. Yeah, right, right. I yeah. still like that, actually. It's definitely one of the weaker ones, but I like it. I, so, okay, I'm bad at remembering names fully. That's just me in seeing franchises and different things. But uh, Eddie, right? Eddie died? Eddie died. Eddie died. Okay, yeah. sorry. sorry. Eddie uh, died sorry, and Stanley, okay. Stanley died at the beginning. Right. I knew Stanley died. Um, so... Him going into the basement. Can I just, hold on? I don't want to interrupt you, but I just did. So sorry. All right, Jared. I, just Ta- I'm tagging you in. Go, go this on. is just hot this tag, is just to tag. kind of defend you on not being able to remember names. And I thought this at the end of the movie, like when they were kind of just like talking to each other. Yeah. Could Stephen King have picked any more basic fucking unmemorable names uh, for all these fucking characters? Mike, I, <laughs> Mike, uh, Bill, Mike, Bill, Stan, Stan, Ben, fucking <laughs> Richie and Eddie, and then um, what's her face? Is what's uh, the girl? Bev, Bev, Bev. Bev. No, Bev, 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 Beverly. Bev. My, Beverly. my grandmother's name's Beverly, by the way, so I remember that's why. Yeah. Um. But I agree. Yeah. But yeah, like he couldn't come yeah. up with anything like even slightly memorable. So, um, yeah. so Richie, right? Is that, is that, is Richie's Bill Hader. Hater. Oh fuck, not Richie. Eddie uh, beat Richie. Eddie, Eddie yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I'm sorry, guys. I'm you know, Eddie, the, the asthmatic kid. Yes. So Eddie, when he went to the pharmacy, and they were doing stuff in the pharmacy basement. And the character design, or super spoiler, by the way, on this character design that he was choking out and some of the things with his mom. Yeah. Super Return of the Living Dead for me, for some reason. The way that Buddy said Crypt Keeper. Crypt Keeper, but... No, the, and I no, said, no, no, no. I said the Crypt Keeper was when they were in the water and that thing came out and you're like, oh, was that Gollum? Oh, it looked... Okay, it did look like, like Gollum crypt, from oh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, that was supposed to be the woman, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... The whole sequence in there uh, screamed only because they go in the basement in Return of Living Dead. Oh, okay. And when they first see Tar Man, it's in yeah. the basement. I felt like there was a lot of nods to Return of the Living Dead in that whole extended sequence. It's all I was thinking in my head. Just the way that, just the way things happen. Like, I was like, this is. I don't know. I feel like it could be that could be me reaching. It, it, it might be, but, or it might have even been like a subliminal thing for the director. Because I mean, if yeah. he's a horror fan, which I'm sure he is, I would imagine sure he's seen Return of the Living yeah, Dead. You it know what was I mean? very. So like, it might have been subliminal, but it was very like. I just kept thinking, and then the blood, or the 
the black blood, whatever. The, the, the tar blood, whatever yeah, it is. Like yeah, like spewing, like, reminded me of a couple films, but I got a very return. That part was so fucking funny. funny, by the way. Hence, the, the some of the horror comedy in there, too. I was like, I was like, And I knew sequence. it was coming. And by the way, though, that kind of reminds me of, like, Evil Dead 2, right? There was there. some. Like some evil, just like a references. fucking blood shower. Okay, let's let's talk about probably the most besides the Shining spot on horror reference in the film. I don't Stan's remember. head. Okay. Stan's head. Oh, the thing. The thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. A, I've yeah. never seen something be so 1982 things spot on. Like I was just like. I love what they're doing, but it's, you know... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this film, low-key, was draped in, you know, Shining, Return of the Living Dead thing, like, original It. Like, this was very a horror, you know, horror movie, horror films fan film, you know? I mean, right. there's definitely a lot of keys to different franchises, different... Even just the posters in the theater, things like that. I mean, very much a horror fan's film, you know? Right. I feel like that's also a really popular thing to do these days now, too, though. Like, just kind of throw those things in there. And I mean, I guess they've been doing it forever. But it's yeah. like, okay, what kind of music do a lot of horror fans listen to? 80s music. And, like, particularly, like, punk and hardcore, punk okay? Hardcore yeah. metal, right? Yeah. So what do they do in fucking... Uh, us, you know, well, us you, you throw fucking black flag shirts yeah, literally right. everywhere, all over yeah. the fucking place. You know what I mean? But like, a, a lot of these guys now, the main directors, they're in their forties. Yeah, I mean, they grew up 50s, in this time so they, period. Yeah, they grew up at the end. Or was, jo- this- was Jordan Peele really going to black flag shows back in the day? Maybe. I won't put it past. I'm anymore. not saying he's going to shows, but the thing is, a lot of these people are like, okay, so I come, I came of age in the '90s. Well. Most of my memories are very early 90s, turning on TNT late night, and they were showing a lot of John Carpenter when I was a kid. And, like, TNT was a, you know, a cable channel I watched a lot. I I distinctly remember the first time I watched The Thing, because I got it partway through, when they were going into the, uh, you know, the dog kennel. The first time I almost won the morning, I turned it on. I thought you were about to say they the were first going time in. I shit my pants. No, <laughs> I mean, I should have. But they were going into the dog kennel. I didn't know what the title was of the film. I didn't know. And all these guys were sitting around, you know, and they're like, you know. Yeah. They walk out with the flamethrowers, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is like, I'm like, you know, 10 years old. I'm like, this is serious, you know. And, yeah. And they walk out, they go in, the camera pans slowly, and the dog with the tentacles, and then all of a sudden I look at the thing, it's a fucking just... Dog mutant creature, and I was just like, as a kid, I had never seen anything like that. So it's just like, you know, sometimes like maybe you weren't, you didn't go to those shows, you can go to those things, but like these were your gateway elements and getting into right, right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not calling out Jordan Peele by by any means. I'm just (laughs) saying that it's like a, it's like a thing that I notice in pretty much every horror movie I see now, where it's just like. Hey, horror fans. You gotta throw Do it Do you recognize this fucking poster? Well, no fucking duh. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. You picked like... Well, <laughs> we're 20 to 30 years removed from that stuff. So, you know, these yeah. are these guys, like, 
this is the things like. Could you imagine going to the theater opening weekend? Where's, let's where's just the say Nightmare on Elm Street Five? Where's the like Toolbox Murders poster? Something. I swear to God, I saw a movie with like a Toolbox Murders poster like in the background once, but I don't. I couldn't tell you what it was. It's probably yeah. the Toolbox Murders uh, remake that Toby Hooper did. <laughs> Rest a in tool- peace, baby. A Toolbox Murders remake with a Toolbox Murders original poster in the yeah. background. Hey, yeah. it's one of the few times Rob Zombie's wife has actually acted in something else. Yeah. It's one of the first times she actually acted. Pro- <laughs> fact. But uh, rest in peace, Toby Hooper. I actually love that Toolbox Murders remake, honestly. So, buddy, um, what's up? What's your uh, What's your favorite part of this of it, Chapter Two? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite part of it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's It's tough to say. Did you have a favorite part? Do you? I mean, I mean, I can't really nail down a favorite part of it. Kill- I, I will say this: the just due to the length of this one, the first one definitely has a lot more rewatch value. I'd say, as opposed to this, this one you're in for the long haul, you know. Especially after having to watch the first one to even get to this one. And they focus on a lot of stuff that happens like within a short period of time, like literally everyone gets their little solo scene where, right. you know, something happens, which I thought was cool. And I mean, some of them were better than others. I, I think my favorite one for out of just those scenes in particular was, um, Ben's oh, yeah. in the school, you know, where he was about to fucking kiss, um, Bev, Bev or whatever. But then it was, it was Pennywise and her head sets on fire and everything. And by the way, I just want to say though that at times in this the CGI I, was I, abysmal. I, I was going to bring. I was distracting. Gonna, I was going to bring this bad. because I I looked into this a little bit uh, a couple days ago in preparation of watching this, but I guess they had to do CG effects to the kids to make them look younger because they had shot this like a couple years after the first I, one. But I noticed a couple of them did look strange to my eyes. Yeah. So it's funny you said that, actually. Yeah, so I guess they had to de-age them quite a bit. And sometimes it wasn't that noticeable, but then other times the CG, just in general, this was a trash. I actually just, no, just kind of noticed that uh, what's-his-face from Stranger Things, I actually thought he just looked older in this. So maybe I, it didn't work. Maybe. I noticed, yeah, I noticed his face. Like sometimes his nose looked, it did, like things looked unnatural on him. I don't know if it was for me. I don't know if it was just his height. Like he probably grew a couple inches and all that shit or something. But like, well, I now don't know. he looks like a fucking. I adult, didn't. So. I didn't. I didn't even really Finn Wolfhard. That's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I didn't notice any of that. Just I don't know. Just like certain things, like when when her head was on fire, which. This kind of sucked because I feel like that's something you could achieved with practical effects and made it look fucking awesome. But it was painfully CG, and just like the the problem is with painfully CG, it's still the problem is for me. Like I uh, give things a pass because all the CG in this looked good for CG, like uh, honestly. But it's still CG. It still stands like. Yeah. It definitely stands out more than practical. What's a movie that I saw recently that had some CG? Because I know there was one. I saw one with CG in it recently uh, that I was just like... Uh, scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that. I but. thought the CG in that... But, that was, just but, but C- I, that, that was just enhancement mostly, right? A lot of it was enhancement. There um, was some that was straight CG. Okay. But some of it. It yeah. was much better done CG throughout. The film, like, effects-wise, is much better done in a sense... But it wasn't. It was a grand. It was definitely a grand scale for sure. I mean, I watched. I watched both of them within the past month. 
but it wasn't on the scale that you know it chapter it, two. It, was. it obviously has the much higher budget in chapter two. Right. So it, I yeah it does. yeah it does yeah. It definitely does because I mean it's coming off of a, a extremely successful first movie. You know what I mean? Like that move. That first one made a lot of money. Oh, we okay. just said it in the goddamn yeah. thing. Well, yeah, you made like a yeah. shit ton of money. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand. Well, I mean, they had to have known they were going to do part two, so I don't know why they didn't just shoot the stuff with the kids earlier. Like early. I guess they. I just think that would have saved some of the budget. It, you wouldn't it have would to have, and they should have. But I think that they probably just didn't like write that far ahead and just wanted to fucking churn things out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And maybe even shooting schedules. I mean, Finn might have had to go shoot Stranger Things, you know, like, at some point. Like, listen, right. like, I, everybody's got these obligations and stuff. So, I mean, I can't tell you what movie I watched recently, but I watched a movie recently that had some CG in it that I was, like, I, I noticed that it was CG, but it wasn't, like, fucking, like, painful to look at. You know what I mean? That it was yeah. just, like, you know, something there that, you know, like, the character design for some of the CG in this, I thought was good though. I think I that there was like some great character design in this for like what they were trying to do with the mm, CG. Like I don't, I don't know. Like the coolest character design was probably Spider. It like I I don't know. It's yeah. like fucking decaying human number five. You know what I mean? Like it's just like not that inspired to me anymore. You know? So right. like yeah. Um, but I mean. It's cool. I mean, I'm always down to see some decaying humans. I just <laughs> wish that it was more practical most of the time. No, I, you know what I mean, like I, I mean, I they did practical on when he was choking the thing, right? A lot of this, a lot of this film was uh, practical mixed with CG. Probably a lot of practical enhanced CG. So you're looking at probably a lot of stuff similar to. I'm just gonna for the audience for everyone listening. It's gonna be a lot of like Walking Dead era shit where they put a prosthetic on they do th- some things there'll be some blue screen green, sc- green screen adjustments and then they will CG over those things certain elements um a lot of you know Bill Skarsgård or whatever a lot of his stuff was his early stuff in the film was definitely practical with some CG enhancements cause I could tell right. a thousand percent um but Definitely some of those creatures initially were probably practical with CG enhancements, you know. Um, there was just definitely times that I was like, God damn. You know what I mean? And sometimes it can't be helped. When, when I notice something that I just like, I know you could do practically, you know what I mean? And maybe just enhance like a little less, I guess. Do more practical, enhance a little less or whatever than like... When I notice stuff like that, it really fucking bothers me. You know what I mean? Like I have to give it a practice. The head on the head on fire thing. God damn it! That just would have been so fucking cool with with uh, just more practical. I'm in a there. practical guy a, a thousand percent, but I try to look at the way the industry is nowadays, and this is you know I try to give them the benefit of the doubt with the CG wasn't as bad as 90% of the things that are out there. I wish it was all... I mean, it could have been all practical besides probably the ending, honestly. Yeah, besides the spider. Besides the ending. You think they could have done... uh, There's some really fast transitions to when he's got the big-ass mouth and everything. There is, but... God, some... What would you do? Jump cut right there? Honestly, they could have... 
I've seen some stuff that you wouldn't believe that they were able to do in, in practical, but there would have been a lot of good edits, a lot of good... Just a, depends on the skill I believe you, and I mean, like, that's great, but I mean, I understand when he's like, freaking, you know, like, okay, I have to sit here and drool for fucking 20 minutes, <laughs> like 20 minutes staring at a little girl, and then... Jump scare, boom! My fucking mouth is ten yeah. times bigger than anything ever. The thing is, and, and a lot of those, because of the, the level of the darkness and things, that works great in CG. It, Honestly, it, looks, it, looks, it looks fine. Great. That looks yeah. fine in CG. CG and yeah. I, even the, um, I think even the thing when um, Bill Hader got hit with the deadlights, you know what I mean? And right. his mouth was looked, like that. That looked yeah, awesome. That looked awesome, yeah. yeah. But like, you know. But it's just inconsistent. Just, we have, yeah, we some, some shit just sucked and some other shit was, was pretty good. I'll give CG props when it's good. Fucking, unless it's a found footage film. There should never be CG <laughs> in a found footage film. Ever. I'm looking at you, Paranormal, Paranormal Activity 4. Fuck and, you. And 5. And 5. And the, Fuck la- and the last one. Where, 5 was the last one, Well, right? the, didn't the Mark, well, I mean, the sign. Mark, Mark ones is a spinoff. I'm not, I didn't even count that like as 3.5, basically, at that yeah. point. And there uh, is some CG in marked ones, but it's not even that bad. Fuck, yeah, no. But like, when I'm talking, of, like, in Paranormal 5, when it's yeah. literally a full-ass fucking CG demon well, because, chasing them through the fucking house. Because 5 is 3D, which is, like, when the whole franchise was basically, yeah. like, you know, I'm going to eat a piece of watermelon. I'm so pissed off about <laughs> All right. Paranormal Activity well, 5. It, and I'm it, a fan of that fucking franchise, too. And it's a I guilty actually, pleasure... Paranormal Activity is. Five doesn't do do me any favors. I no, saw in theaters, it, you know, I, whatever. Uh, it Chapter Two, though, I would say the overarching theme, maybe between both of them, really hit home for me. Though, I mean, the whole okay, the main thing was fighting your demons and not letting your childhood maybe define who you are for the rest of your life is just. It's a great theme. I mean, honestly, it's a great... Uh, if you can, you know, say you can watch the film and you can take that from it. I mean, you have a bunch of, let's say, quote-unquote, broken adults. And they were able to... I mean, the the main theme in the film, do you disagree that it was like them coming to terms with the bad things that happened in their childhood and realizing that it doesn't have to define their entire adult life? And you don't have to completely block it from your memory. You can accept it. And you can remember what you need to, and you yeah. can discard what. I don't think yeah. that like I, I think that that is a theme. I think something that I related to, and I don't think it's for the same reasons as the characters in the film, but like forgetting your friends and like forgetting like where you came from and shit like that. That's something that's been happening to me to a lot a lot lately, where I've been trying to think about things that happened or when they happened or how they happened, and it's just like drawing up a fucking blank and maybe if I saw something or you know read something maybe it would bring it all back and so like when they all come back and they all just start remembering all this shit like you know like me and Miles have conversations all the time where like (laughs) you know I literally don't remember anything you start talking about things I'm like oh fuck yeah and then this and this happened and then you know, and all that shit. You're like, like, you were drunk and you remember all that. And I'm like, yeah, just, yeah, I remember, I was there. Like, we were yeah. there, you know? I was there and I forget all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, but, but, you know, like, so that was something that I kind of was like, you know, like, oh, uh, yeah, getting, getting old. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in, in this movie, it's more of like a storyline device that, like, when you leave the town, you basically forget everything. And you had, uh, you brought it up in the, the pop punk savior. 
In like, I'm gonna actually go home and like try to pi- like pirate a screener of this movie just so I could cut that clip out and upload it to Twitter and like do one of those memes. Where it's like nobody pop punk singers. And it's like you've got to get the fuck out of this town. Great, I don't I care agree. what you have to do. It's like make an excuse. Tell your parents get out of this town. It was. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. soupy. He literally transformed into soupy in that Legend. moment. <laughs> uh. But I like the whole, like, fight your demons, your demons don't define you, you know, we all have our own flaws or our own, you know, uh, our own demons. I right. I said it before. I mean, it was, it was kind of nice to, like, you know, they finally realized at the end, you know, a very Nightmare on Elm Street-esque thing again, like, the control that this character, this entity, this thing had over their mind was the reason why it was so powerful, you know? Just like your demons, your past experiences, you know, your flaws, things like that, a lot of them are just, they don't have to be your fault, you know? They don't have to be what defines you as a human being, you know? Yeah, Miles, what the fuck? I was going to say, I was gonna say, I was think you're pretty spot on I was going to say, right Miles there. brings an intelligence to this show that doesn't exist when it's just <laughs> the two of us. I don't do too much thematical analysis on the show, uh, so... I didn't think it was that deep, but that's what I, I mean. That's what I do, and I don't really watch. No, that's probably things, what Stephen King's going for in the book, even like in the original book. So, like, I mean, well, because you were saying in the book at the end they do forget everything again. Though. Yeah, but that's like that's kind of sucks. So maybe like, um, you know, maybe just a better way of executing that at the end is you know remember when he says at the end maybe there's more things we want to remember than things that we don't. You know, it's it's human. That's when Miles was in fucking tears when he said uh, that shit. It just, it, it, I mean, it does hit home. I mean, you know, there's some things that like you need to let go of as a person, especially as you get to adult. You don't rem- you don't like realize that. that till you get older, though, right? Like, yeah. like that's something I've been coming to terms with. Is like, okay, back in like West End days or something, or house shows, right? How like shows at my house and everything. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the time, I thought I was just fucking miserable, and now I look back on those times, it's just like so much great shit happened like all the fucking time just like non-stop and it was just like this is one of those films that kind of brings you I feel it brought the three of us closer tonight <laughs> sure, no, we, honestly, we shared a moment I, I, I agree I, we're gonna I, share I, a moment at Corky's tonight we're doing was, a, we're doing a fucking uh, a, a team up we're doing a team up karaoke oh, tonight oh my god <laughs> we're gonna do Hungry but Eyes all three of it us it did I was very like the characters the friendship you know what they were going through and Again, like just being able to like stand up to your demons, you know, register them, and realizing that like they don't need to define the rest of your life, and moving on from these things, having good closure, and I feel like that's what the film really brought was a great closure in a lot of different regards. I agree. Great. Yeah, good, good stuff. Can I say about the ending too? Um, the, the last, the I love you. Is maybe what you're talking about no, maybe, that was awesome, but uh, um. The uh, maybe perhaps another reference to a classic horror film that just like didn't really pan out, but actually really fucking had me on the edge of my seat. I don't know if I was with anyone else, but they had already killed Pennywise. But when they're jumping into the river and you know they're looking for the sunglasses or the glasses and everything, and, and Bill Hader was just kind of standing there for a second, like kind of weirdly, yeah, and it was, shit. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, like something is gonna fucking pop right. out of the water, or maybe Bill Hader saw the deadlights and like he's fucked up now or something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was thinking, dude, Friday the Thirteenth, pop right, out of yeah, the water, yeah, shit. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was kind yeah. of. A I weird did not sequence, feel safe yeah. like yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the movie. Yeah, so yeah, like, that, yeah. that, that was, was cool. Good, yeah. 
How did you... So we talked about the story, we talked about the themes, we talked about the special effects. How did you guys feel about the casting? Because I think for the most part, it was pretty uh, much perfect. I think that's what sold me, why I think... Why I personally think it's a lot better than the first film. I thought that the acting, the characters... I think the initial introductions with the adult characters was flawless. Like, I was just like... I, the three to five, seven minute bursts of these people, I was like, this is who this person is. This yeah. person is, you know, this character, this whatever, like, let's say, uh, what was it, Ben was his name, you know, he was the bigger guy, but, uh, you know, he always wanted to build, he always wanted new things, but he was like the fat loner, you know, he's a loner, he never had the closure. Bev's character, she always was dependent on other men, other characters, and they were always abusive. She wasn't, you know, she always tried to be, you know, this, I don't want to say outcast rebel, but she had her dad, her abusive husband, her whatever, like, things that defined her, uh, you know, just just any of the characters. I mean, what's his face? Uh, Eddie basically married his mother, was, you know, right. the fat yeah. the fat wife, whatever, the, whatever, the, you know. Was she really fun. fat, though? We saw her for a... No, like we saw Stanley's wife. We saw Stanley's wife. Never mind. Eddie was yeah. talking to her on the phone. Yeah, we saw so his wife for like... We saw her from the neck up. But I mean... That's, you know, yeah. uh, even Stanley. Stanley was always thinking ahead, always analytical. Look at him doing the extremely difficult uh, puzzle. Right. He always was putting pieces together, putting things together, you know? I, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought that some of the casting was better than others. I think that this was like the area i think that the character writing the character like the character arc is is good in this is definitely better than the first time they did it like i said um but just like i don't know i think that the kids just did a better job of portraying these characters than than a lot of the adults did i think bill Hader did a great job i think everybody was right on the money with him just being a fucking smart ass the entire time like but i mean that's Bill Hader. That's like he's a comedian in, in real. I don't know if he's a comedian, comedian, but he's, he's, a comedian on, yeah, he's on yeah. he's on Saturday Night Live and he does comedy movies usually. So I mean that's a good role for him. I mean, yeah. um, um, you know, and then just like man, Bev, like I think that you know, like you get the idea in the first movie that you know she's like abused by men and shit like that, and like yeah, you have the scene with her fucking abusive husband, you know. Whatever, but like, I thought you know um, who 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 played her in this? I uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Okay, like I didn't think she did that great. Like she didn't really. I didn't think she did terrible or anything, but just like, I don't know. Like I just didn't really get much from her in this. Mm-hmm. And same goes for Ben. Um, just like basically went from like fat dude to like hot guy that still has a crush on Jessica Chastain and just kind of like. Watches while fucking. I, I thought out of like all of them, he was the weakest. But I don't know. I thought uh, John McAvoy was really good. Oh well. yeah, he was. Yeah, I just like some were better than others. Whereas in like the original, like I just thought all the kids were just fucking awesome. Like that was my favorite part of the movie was the kids and like their interactions. Like that was my favorite part of the first movie. Like okay, well let's talk about though even an integral part of this. What's his face? Who's, who's the main? I hate to say this, horrible. The black kid. Mike. 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 Old, the old spice guy. The, yeah. By the that way. Was, yeah. By the way, I thought that he was just like maybe it's just because his character is like just really fucking like 
not given... I mean, he's given a huge fucking part, but, like, maybe not given that much cool shit to say or anything. Like, maybe they could have thrown him a one-liner here or there. Like, I don't know. He was a serious guy, though. That's it. He was the one that tried to keep... keep just didn't, he just going. didn't, like, fucking jump out at me. Like... Well, he didn't really have much to do or say in the part one, either. I mean, right, it's just, but I it's mean, at least in camera. that, like, I could get more sympathy for. He was facing like more like racial adversity in that movie than in this one. Well, his parents were crackheads in this one. Yeah, so the headline it's... was crackheads. That was a fake headline, though. No, he looked at it at the end. And he looked at it at the, the end. Book. At the end, it said two people killed. It didn't say two crackheads. Oh, I thought it oh, did. The headline completely changed. I, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed I thought it for it said sure. Two crackheads. Because I laughed oh, when I it said two crackheads die. I was like, God, that's a blunt thing. It was a. It was part of the fucking oh, hallucination. Oh yeah. I wow. Wow. Okay. I, I didn't I notice that. I, yeah, I gotta go back. Like, to maybe the they were junkies yeah. and crackheads, and that's why he sees it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it was still part of, like, but the like, influence, yeah. But, like, it was, like, Pennywise influence there. Like, that's, like, what I'm he was praying saying. he went to Florida. He always wanted to go to Florida. That was the key in this, and, uh... Well, he got the fuck out of Dodge, that's for sure. He got... I don't mean to call the town Dodge. I'm just but, saying he yeah, got I the know. fuck out of Dodge. Like, yeah. it's yeah. Terry, obviously, but... Yeah. It... It too for me, emotionally invested. I loved all the adult actors, actresses, regardless of what anyone says. Like I felt, it part one for me was definitely felt rushed, incomplete. For me, I I just it it is incomplete because it's only the first half of the story. I know, but <laughs> it felt like I wasn't. I just wasn't. I wasn't there. It wasn't there for me, and I went and saw this and. I registered maybe because of my my age, but I registered with all the actors and actresses and registered with their very human traits and their very human weaknesses and their flaws and the things that happened to them in childhood and for them to be able to overcome all of those things was very telling for me and I was like I just don't see how that didn't register with you in the first fucking movie when like literally all their flashbacks and you just mentioned their childhoods all that stuff is explained in the I know, first but movie. I think I just, like, with the certain, like, okay, so they went in a certain season this where they were child, they saw themselves as children again. Right. So, like, it helped me. Uh, I just, it just registered with me better. Like, I was just more invested. I was more intrigued. I was, you know, everyone can have their differences of opinions, but, I mean, you know, I just really, this, I really loved it. Loved Every aspect of it. I mean, there were flaws for sure. There were a few. It's not as good as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, oh, no. no, 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 no it wasn't. I mean, fuck now. If I'm going to spend three hours watching a movie, it's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I, I agree. But for for a modern horror film, like this was probably for mainstream regards, probably one of the better films of this past. I'll, I'll give you, I'll agree with that. And I'm, so that's surprising coming from you, considering that you really like a lot of. Horror movies that come out these days a lot more than I do, and, but probably but this like was, this super was, mainstream for this decade. One of the better, like I was, I was for so the decade, mo- for the decade, for the twenty tens. <laughs> oh, yeah, my god, dude, for twenty tens. No, no. Maybe, maybe I got a list for years. Trust me, maybe, but maybe I. I was emotionally invested. I was like really upset. I was really invested. I really. What was the last fucking horror movie that I watched, buddy? You watched, what, in February? You saw, like, The Prodigy or some shit. 
Well, no, but, I, but I don't know what you saw besides that. Let me look at my... Look, did look you at see that. Midsummer? I didn't. I want to. Um, and you didn't see Scary Stories? I did not. Scary Stories I thought was going to be better than It too. Can I can I put that? And Scary Stories was very, very good, but it was not better than It too. and I will say that it had the strength of It Chapter 1 that kind of buffered that and actually invested me more. I didn't think it was going to, but it really helped. You know what movie was super fun <laughs> that came out this year? I'm not putting this like in the top 2010s movies though. Fucking Ma. Can we talk about Ma for a second? Did you I see haven't it? seen Ma yet. Bro, it's so to. fun. It's such a fun movie. Ma is super fun. Um, I thought that... <laughs> I thought that... Um, I thought the Child's Play was... Yeah. Fair play to it. I give this, I gave It Chapter 1, three and a half. This was good. I don't think it was good as the first one. I'm giving this a three, which is still a very solid score. See, I would say I would say for me, these are both on about the same level. I might give two the edge, but then again, that runtime, and I don't know. I think the first one was like more fun to watch, I guess. Maybe that's why I like it, because so, I like so fun. I don't I know. Like fun so, I don't know, I guess... I'll take the five-hour cut. You like the first half. He likes the second half. So I guess we can all. So you. So, so, so now be, every I'll, time I'll you watch it, you're gonna be. You're gonna be up. Oh, we're gonna be here for a while, Emily. <laughs> yep. We're gonna be here for the five-hour stretch. Um, hopefully, hopefully you guys never have to do that. I don't know if that'll be worth it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's all the thoughts I kind of have about it um as soon as miles gets back we got to do a quick poll um in next week's show i would like to hear more about ma and we'll talk about child's play because i think we both will have some things to say about child's play and yeah if i can so, remember them so right. next week we'll do our summer horror movie uh thing miles is kicking cords all over the place I Emily has oh, something to yeah. say about about this film wait what's your what's your podcast what's your podcast name Beck nasty. Beck nasty. I was just gonna ask if you. You should probably come closer. Well, I don't know if I want this to be on there. Have you guys talked about the gangbang? Oh, in the book, we talked about that in our um, in our it chapter one review. I'm pretty sure that, me that and Buddy we discussed the fucking uh, the oh, orgy, the child orgy that's in the book. Summarize what were your thoughts? On the, I mean, I haven't read the book. When I when I read idea. when I read the uh, that it, that happens in the book, I thought it was like super fucking unnecessary and like way to fucking go overboard on trying to like drive home a point on something i think cutting your hands is is fine yeah uh, as like uh, a, i think they uh, do that in the book as well, well on top okay, of the so, child sex yeah well then so you all got to fucking you all got to gangbang beverly and cut your hands open great i think i think just uh cutting your hands open's good yeah but as you know it is our favorite time of the year we need to do a poll. And this week, I felt it would only be appropriate. By the way, this is coming out in October. This is coming out first week of October. October. So, we're going to hit the sexy music. Wait, you're waiting for a month to put this out? Yeah, <laughs> because 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 we needed we needed this theme for our poll, so. Okay. Okay. Uh, it won't be it won't be relevant anymore, which is unfortunate. No one would watch it anyway. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> But we'll send you a, a preemptive copy of it if you really want to listen back, Miles. And, okay, all right. 
All right. Would you like to introduce our topic for this week, our poll? Yeah. So, um, you know, in history, there's just been like one of the one of the sexiest character types in history in the history of storytelling or even in just general, when I go to the circus, I just, I can't control myself. I just get all sorts of hot and bothered. You, you get the sweats. I get the sweats. My pants get a little bit tighter. It's just insane, okay? One of the sexiest things that can ever you can ever see is a clown. I mean, there have been some sexy clowns in history. And can we just start with one that's just going to offend everyone right off the bat? John Wayne Gacy, <laughs> is <laughs> Miles can't believe it. Miles, Miles, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. <laughs> Yo, it's for real, man. I'm out. I know. I know. I'm ahead out. Yeah. All right. Keep going. I wish I was I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit game. here and defend my my uh, picking of John Wayne. Someone throw me a beer during this. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and go into depth on John uh, Wayne Gacy. Obviously, he was a piece of shit, and um. But you're I, ju- judging based on looks here. I'm just going, and he was a, strictly on. God, that. he was a fucking looker, wasn't he? Uh, God damn. No, I just went for the shock value on that one. So, um, that's go ahead. Who are some of your favorite? You know what? I want to. I want to get Miles before you get one of them. Miles, who are some of the sec- and it has to be male, by the way, because this is Cocktober. So I mean, okay. the, you can't fucking go like. Uh, um, uh, God, I, I can't think of any Harley Quinn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you gotta go Joker. You can't go Harley Quinn. Right, well, now Miles can't say Joker either, so... Well, I he mean, can talk about the Joker. I mean, the Joker might not be my pick. I don't think the Joker's my uh, pick. Alright, give me the... Yo, know, but I mean, like, what's, what's one of the sexiest clowns you've ever seen? Sexiest clowns? We're gonna do clowns? Don't... <laughs> Don't make it sound like it's such a hard topic. There's been some sex. Have you ever seen uh, killer clowns from outer space? Dude, my, they're all sexy. My God, it's like a fucking porno when I watch all that right, movie. All right, all right. Shout out. I love this film. I actually love the the precursor to this film. Terrifier. So Art the Clown would be on Art your list. the Clown. I've actually never seen that. Art the Clown. Emily knows about all, Art the Clown. I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve 2, Terrifier, fucking fire. I'm just, I use that, you know, kids, whatever. I fucking love all of them. I love the special effects. I love the look. He's a sexy ass clown. That guy looks like he flexed and just fucking kills someone. So honestly, yeah, Terrifier for sure. So do you think that is the sexiest clown of all time? Oh, uh. Would that be your pick? That was my, like, top, like, look, you're like, sexy clown. I was like, that was the first thing that came to your head? Yeah, Not so the Joker? That's kind of weird. Because uh, I know for a fact that girls... Are but like, which Joker are you talking about? Heath Ledger. It, the girls it's, fucking it's love Heath Ledger because Joker. Because there's, so, there's so many... Because nah, C- C- Cesar Romero doesn't really have the sexy vibe for me, but it would, nah. ha- it would have to be in between... Heath Ledger and Jared Leto, Whoa. depending on what you're into. But I don't think Jared Leto got as much, like, kind of like... But he, he is shirtless he even, the entire time. And he did definitely go for sex appeal a lot more than Heath Ledger did, but I don't think that, like, he got, like, the... I don't know what the word is. The appreciation? The the sex appreciation well, for it? I guess I didn't go that with... Heath Ledger did? Uh... Typical answer is someone wanted, but uh, I'm not saying you should have went with Heath Ledger Joker, and I'm not saying you had a bad pick. I'm just saying there's still more clowns out there. Man, there's that we a lot can more discuss. clowns out there that we can discuss. Well, 
Who do you? Who's somebody you're Art the Clown. About, Art the Clown for me, please. Well, one that definitely sticks in my head. Um, we're we're moving out of film here. We're gonna go. It's still pop culture. We're gonna go to television. Mm. How do you guys feel about Krusty? Oh. Krusty the Clown, man. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know he's got that leotard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's definitely a solid pick. Um, it is not my pick. I'm saving mine for one. I'm hoping the two of you forgot about. Okay, but. okay. Let's let's bring something up right here because I I remember when it chapter one came out, the people were uploading pictures of Bill Skarsgård. So maybe not so much in clown form. Okay, which maybe I don't know. I, I feel like there's still some people that are into the clown form. Okay, okay. But do, do you gotta... think he is sexier than Tim Curry? Yeah. As a clown. Yeah, he's sexier than <laughs> Tim Curry as a clown. Uh, this Probably, yeah. Is, he's definitely sexier. I mean, Tim Curry's the scarier one, better for a horror movie. Bill Skarsgård, he's a sexy clown. He's a pretty sexy clown. Would he, be, would he be sexy enough for your pick? Do you have your pick? I do not have my pick yet. I can honestly say that I came into this segment only ready to name drop John Wayne Gacy right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have my pick, and then I'll let you pick last. So you have any of the options that we've discussed, because we have not discussed my pick. Okay, are you, I'm, are I'm you going, revealing your pick right I'm now? Really, I'm revealing my pick right now. I'm going classic. I'm going vintage. Ronald McDonald? I'm going Ronald McDonald. Oh, that's a good pick. That is a very good pick, and, and someone that I was considering, um, uh, bringing up at some point I may have to go Joker but I'm not you have to specify which Joker yeah well I'd have to go uh, you have to go, have to go Heath Ledger I'm certainly not gonna go Joaquin Phoenix Joker even though Joaquin Phoenix isn't a bad looking guy just Joaquin Phoenix is hot for sure right but the way that they kind of do him up in the movie and I mean I guess they make fucking uh, Ledger not really scream sex appeal either but for I'm telling you, man, I've talked to several girls. They're into the dirty like, they're vibe. They're into the fucking dirty Joker vibe. But, um, all that, all I considered, how about, uh, Bozo? Bozo the oh, that is, classic. that is just classic. I mean, it's very sexy, too. Very sexy. Um, <sighs> you, you, didn't make, you didn't make it easy on me. And Ronald McDonald can feed you, too. He can. Like, the man can... He's an excellent chef. The man can He's not make, the healthiest. Yeah, the man can make a burger, all right? Maybe not the best fast food burger you'll ever eat, but what is the best fast food burger? That's a poll for another that, day. That is a poll for another day. And we, that's... You know what? That's when we'll have no star reviews on the show. Because he would be the finally expert. finally a guest, we'll do that poll. So has get he, ready. Has he tried the Impossible Whopper yet? I don't know if he has. Mm. I, I ate two today. You did, really? Wow, yeah. man. I thought you were trying to save money. Aren't those like five bucks a piece? No, no, no. If you get the Impossible Whopper, if you get two of them, it's like, uh, they the sell them it's two, like two for two eight? Two for six. And then they two for six? They or one for five dollars? So you get your other one for fucking a dollar? No, they upcharge you a little bit so you get it, but it's not that much still, and the burgers are huge. I smashed two today, for real. God damn. Thanks, Burger King. I appreciate it. So. <laughs> for real. Thanks, Burger King. Was, I, uh, that's why I haven't eaten yet, again. Oh, man. There's fucking, um, if we go into, like, the video game realm, I mean, there's fucking, um, uh, who's the cat from Twisted Metal? Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Uh, you got Kefka from, uh... Oh, damn, Sweet Tooth is sexy for sure. Like, 
the flexing sweet tooth and like twist metal black where he just seriously looks fucking oh he's super fucking jacked yeah, he's up super jacked yeah fuck that sweet tooth is sexy as fuck Fuck, Miles getting excited over here. Yeah. Right? So, he wasn't excited going into this, but now he's just twisted metal. I'm like, hmm. Uh, Kefka from, uh, I think his name's Kefka, right? From Final Fantasy VI. I believe so. He's like the main villain. Um, oh, what? fucking uh, from Dragon Ball Super. Oh, oh, God, Belmod. Yeah. Belmod. Uh, not too sexy. Not too uh, sexy. I'm not that aroused by a man that can be surpassed by a mortal like that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That is true. And Jiren's kind of a clown, though. Mortals in his own <laughs> universe. <laughs> yeah, he straight up was just like, there was like one point during the Tournament of Power that cat seriously just put his head down and was like, yeah, Jiren beat my ass before. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, listen, not to get off topic, but dude, Joel saying that Jiren didn't have enough feeds to be considered one of the strongest of all time. Jiren's seriously. That's literally he's stupidly stupid. strong. He's like in his excuse. One of his excuses was he's overbooked. I was like, yeah, he's <laughs> overbooked because he's fucking stronger than literally anything I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. It's, it, yeah, Jiren seriously stronger. And people than and people things ever. And like I made a point during that conversation. People underestimate the fact that. Mastered Ultra Instinct Goku still never actually beat Jiren. Yeah. He outlasted the form. Right. He, he was getting his ass beat, like he was definitely going to lose. But it's yet to it be couldn't seen. it couldn't he couldn't get the job done quick enough. It was and then Goku on. fucking went down. He didn't have the stamina to beat Jiren saying, even with Mastered Ultra Instinct. You're not one shotting someone. And know? even after Jiren got his ass beat, it still took Goku and Frieza. Not even to get him out, they had to sacrifice themselves to get him out. They literally had to throw themselves out. So they still didn't even beat him. It was a fucking draw. Yeah, I agree. Jiren is retardedly strong. (laughs) (laughs) They made him that way. That's Toriyama. Seriously, he probably beats off Jiren daily. He's a terrible character, but he's just dumb strong. He's ugly as shit. I don't like Jiren. Worst design ever. Like, who's. Okay, so um, I I had a different clown to um, <laughs> off topic that that I that I missed. Um, oh, um, Hisoka from uh, Hunter Hunter. I you lost watched, me. I haven't watched Hunter Hunter yet. I've wanted to forever. Yeah, he's he's like one of the villains in Hunter Hunter. He's kind of like a jester clown kind of deal. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? Actually. Dude, actually, you're you're going for a very small audience. I know that's why I'm not going to use him. But if we're being completely honest here, he's like really fucking sexy. Like I'm talking away from the mic. I'm gonna pull up a pic of him, and you can like look, and I would think you might agree that he's like probably among the sexiest. If we're just going based on appearance, like value here. Well, while Jared is looking this up. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to us. Give this video a thumbs up. Um, follow us on Twitter. I don't know if Miles is on. I don't Twitter. have uh, Midnight Miles on Twitter. I still think it's 1992. So that's that. Is, I mean, yeah, that's he's, what you're into. He's pretty sexy. I mean, yeah, man. That's that's like fucking boy band shit right there. All right. Well. All right. I'm going with Heath Ledger Joker. Fine. 
I'm, I'm gonna lose no matter who I fucking pick. Knowing our audience and these three picks, I, I, I'm gonna be the clear winner here. Because yeah, they, yeah. al they always go for the ironic one. No, they don't! Because I've went ironic before too, and then you went like you gotta dead fucking you, serious. You gotta pick your moments. Right, right. <laughs> well, Midnight Miles here. It's chapter two for me. Way better than the first one. Connected. Way more. better? Come on, man. Yeah, just, being, just being honest, it, you know, it connected with me. I enjoyed it. Uh, it the whole cohesive piece together, you know, I mean, I think it's very good. Probably one of the better modern mainstream, as I said, horror films of the, this decade. Um, but that could be a topic for a whole nother show. But he's acting like the narrowing down. You're at, you like literally are acting like this is what's going to start to piss me off here. <laughs> you're literally <laughs> acting like the first movie was just a fucking mess, which it wasn't. No, I, I, I didn't say that. You're like way fucking better cohesive you're using like shit like cohesive like it's the, Jared for, doesn't even know what cohesive means it's just for me for me I, it was, it was you're a, acting like the first movie wasn't cohesive which it fucking was it wasn't like a disjointed mess by like any means no, I just this 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 feels more complete because it has an actual fucking ending to it like whereas the first movie yeah, couldn't have an actual fucking ending to it because there's a whole other half of the story I just, this was just I feel there like this. For me. This this was there for me. I guess it's a, I, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a very. I can uh, understand it being a preference, but just to go out of your way to like, just say it's way better is just for like, me. I didn't fall asleep during this, and I wanted. Yeah, you were probably fucking and, already half drunk and like been uh, up working all fucking day when you saw it too. You started falling asleep during Dragon Ball Super Broly. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You said your eyes were fucking bleeding. You start going in and My out. My eyes were bleeding because literally I was sitting fourth row. Because <laughs> you I, wanted to sleep, but you fucking couldn't. No, I gave my ticket to another person because I was. You start to, falling asleep during was, so much that you can't possibly. I literally. You, you no. fell asleep during the main event of All Out. There it is. I'm calling you out on it. Okay, it was seven and a half. Chris Jericho. Yeah, and this, you know, like. I don't know where Jared's going. Jared's. You didn't fall asleep. Where I'm going with this is you didn't fall asleep during this because we went to a 2.45 p.m. showing of okay, the movie. Okay, well. 2.45 p.m. His, by his request. By his request. Okay. So probably well, so he wouldn't fall the fuck asleep. No, god damn. All right, fine. Just discredit me. Here's the, here's the guy. That's, my, when we go out to Corky's tonight and have, try to have our bro moment, this guy's going to be like, man, it's getting towards one. Jesus Christ, I haven't been out this late in fucking ten years. All I got to right, go home. Right. Midnight Miles here. Don't listen to my review. Don't listen to my uh, how I it gripped me emotionally. Uh, <laughs> don't. Did it grip you sexually as well? It didn't. I, I had not one sexual feeling during this film. Um, yeah, basically, fuck me. So uh, you had no sexual moment when fucking Ben had his shirt lifted up. No, see, I watched abs all out. I would say I watched wrestling. You know how many abs I've seen? Fuck. I look. I look at Finn Balor weekly. My dick. If my dick's not rock hard during Finn Balor. So you're saying your dick history. isn't rock hard during Finn Balor? No, it's mostly like rock hard during other people, but uh, I don't know. Bobby uh, I don't Rude. know why Bobby you guys. Rude. Oh yeah, Robert's Rude. Robert Rude. But I don't know why you guys asked me here because you know just discrediting my. Uh, I'm not discrediting no, I'm on your, you. I'm on your side. I'm on your side for this. Uh, no, you're not. You just said that they're both equally good. I said I would give this one the slight edge. Slight me, okay, edge is different than way better. For me, for me, that Jared, for me, this is a way better film. I enjoyed it way more. I connected way more. But 
you need part one to enjoy part two on this level. There's no way. It's a cohesive piece. That's it. Any closing remarks? I could see I know, myself I, falling I asleep hungry. to this one a lot quicker than that than, than the first one. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit you. I I think that this is good that we're disagreeing on this because it actually makes things interesting instead of us just sitting here jacking each other and the movie off at the same time. So, I mean, whatever. That I'm glad that we actually had an actual discussion about this. Yes. So, Very cool. Um but uh RoboCop 1 is way better than the RoboCop remake. I think we can all be in agreement. Yeah, um, I mean, was that supposed to be an analogy? Because I wasn't. No, it, it has nothing to do. with just like I just wanted to. I just wanted to say. <laughs> I just want. I just wanted to say two movies that actually did have a wide margin in between them. So yeah, it's a wide margin. Very cool. Well, that is about it for this time. And the RoboCop remake is actually not a bad movie either. True. It's like not a bad movie. It's just. It's just not RoboCop original. It's just not. It's just a fucking poor man's RoboCop (laughs) 1. Well. Which is ironic because it had a way higher budget. Oh, God damn. uh, Real talk, though. They should have let Aronofsky fucking direct. Isn't there actually a RoboCop sequel coming out? That's what I was going to. That's where I was going. Uh, What's his face? Because my brain's not working as well right now what's his face who did uh, District 9 and uh, you know why it's not working that well because you're about to fall asleep no well for real, real it's 9pm and he's about to pass the fuck out the guy who directed District 9 and uh, Elysium Aronofsky right no, no. no 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 that's Black Swan and oh, okay, uh, okay. Pie and, and Mother and whatnot yeah uh, the guy who directed that uh, actually was just pulled from it but they were using the original script sequel to RoboCop and original a bunch of original things from it. But he actually was just pulled from that uh, production. So we'll see where RoboCop um, this sequel goes. It's but your time to swoop in. Well, is this a uh, uh, so this is going to ignore is, RoboCop two and three? Uh, that wasn't confirmed yet, but it's going to be a sequel in the direct sequel time, to the original timeline. Well, right, it's somewhere yeah. in the timeline, but. He wanted, the director wanted even... Uh, they wanted the fucking original guy, right? I can't they remember wanted an original name. suit, original... Yeah, everything was supposed to be like... Yeah. And they and they, they could say, like, we could either do CGI enhancements, or we could yeah. or we could just say, like... I don't know why. Since I'm he thinking. has, like, the living tissue there still, that it actually still ages, like, living yeah. tissue. I can't remember, why can't I remember this guy's name? Not I can't really. fucking remember it. Well, I can't remember the actor's is. name, which is pissing me off. Um, he did Choppy was the Welling last Peter saw. Welling Peter Welling Okay yeah I can't remember I don't remember the director But uh, He was supposed to do Alien 5 Was a big thing He actually wrote a script and Peter Weller Sorry Peter Weller, Weller. Okay Sorry God damn <sighs> Almost lost all my credibility yeah. there There you go Corrected well, myself Mine's flying out the window Because you sound like a, a slut For director's names But anyways <laughs> Miles is about to pass out He can't remember any of <laughs> games so. uh, Midnight Miles signing off I enjoyed myself here tonight. And, uh, yeah, it's Chapter 2, one of my favorites from this year. So go check it. Very cool. Well, we will see you again here next week for another episode of the show. I'm Buddy the Bruiser signing off. I'm going to be in Japan eventually, but we're still going to have podcasts coming out. Maybe even one from Japan. I mean, Skype is a thing. Woo!
Ooh, stay tuned. <laughs>